Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Alhamdulillah Rabbana laka alhamd Hatta tarda Rabbana laka alhamdu idha ma radit Rabbana laka alhamdu ba'da al-rida Falaka alhamdu abadan abadan abada Alhamdulillah Rabbana la ilma lana Illa ma allamtana Innaka anta al-alim al-hakim Allahumma allimna ma yanfa'una وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما وجعلنا ممن يستمعون القول فيتبعون أحسنه وأدخلنا برحمتك في عبادك الصالحين وصل اللهم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين يا الله our Lord all praise and all thanks be to you we have no knowledge except what you have taught us يا الله teach us things that will help us and benefit us and help us to benefit from the things that you have taught us. Ameen. Ya Allah, our Lord, make us among the people who listen to the best of the words that they hear and implement them. Ameen. And Ya Allah, let us enter in Jannah through your mercy. Ameen. And Ya Allah, send peace and blessings upon our beloved messenger Muhammad and his family and whoever followed him. And make us among the people who followed him. Ameen. A few years ago, one time I was visiting my cousin and he has this huge poster on his wall. It's a small room, but it's a huge poster. I think it took the entire wall. Of space. The universe. And it's one of those posters that has a bunch of things written down in small. Like this galaxy, that galaxy, that galaxy. And he tells me that we have discovered that the universe has more galaxies than we had ever imagined. Millions and millions and millions of galaxies. And every galaxy has so many stars. Millions and millions of stars. Numbers beyond what we can imagine. It's hard to even con conceptualize how many they are. So he's looking at the poster and he tells me, there's bound to be another place in the universe with life. Like we have life on earth. I thought, wow. That's a good question. With all these billions and billions of stars, in all these billions of galaxies, is it likely that there's a place that just like earth has the perfect balance of all the chemical elements to have life? And the perfect distance between the star and the planet? And a moon rotating around it? Perfect balance so that there is life on those planets? Are there aliens? This is my cousin saying this question to me. Or telling me there's bound to be something. This is based on the concept that is widespread. That life on earth came out of chance. Came by chance. Came out of randomness. By chance, molecules on top of each other made a life bacteria and then from that bacteria all life on earth came it was all just random it's just a heap of molecules that just happened to have life like when there's snow you take the snowflakes and you build a snowman you just make a heap of snow and then somehow it was just the perfect combination of molecules and life happened it's a widespread concept 
that everything came by chance. Everything we know just came by chance. It's just random molecules coming together. Now, let me just first tell you where that came from and what's the problem with that concept? Even though it's widespread, probably all of you have heard of this before. That this whole universe came by chance, that there is no God. Where does this come from? This comes from the history of religion in the Western world. Because the Western world is the world that modernized. And the Western world looks at the rest of the world as insignificant. And the Western world had a big problem with religion for thousands, for a thousand years, for centuries. The religion was controlling people. Religion was massacring people. Religion was preventing people to do science. Religion was burning people alive if they find out something scientific that goes against what the religion says. Now, is that a religion that we are familiar with? That's not our religion. Uh, no way. No way Allah would say to massacre people, to not do science, to not study the universe. But for a thousand years in Europe, the dominant religion was preventing people from finding out scientific things. Why did they do that? Religion was in authority. They had the authority. And they didn't want to lose the authority. They were controlling people with the lies that they had put in the religion. All religion originated from Allah. Allah is the one who reveals everything. And when Allah reveals, it is all the truth. But the message that Musa received, السلام, which we call the Torah, and the message that Isa received, السلام, which we call the Injil, people modified it. People changed it. People added lies into it. People said that Jesus is the Son of God. And that Jesus is one of, and then the God is one of three, a trinity. And they said all sorts of different lies. They said to worship people who are dead. And many people invented so many things. Every religion that is in the world today is because people invented things and added things and added lies that were never their part of the religion. And so as a result, the dominant religion in Europe for a thousand years in the Middle Ages, when all Muslim scientists were finding out so many different things, Muslims were establishing science in the world. In Europe, they had no access to science. They couldn't do science. Because the science that they were finding out went against the lies that they had put in the religion. So now as a result, Americans and Europeans, the Western world, when you tell them that I believe in God, they don't want that. They think that God is against science. They do. They've lived thousands of years where the religion was against science. So they think God is against science. They don't want the concept of God. They would much rather find a reason to believe that there is no God and that everything come, came by chance. 
by random chance. Now, let's think about this. You know what's a junkyard? The place where they take the cars when they're good to scrap. And sometimes there's a truck that has probably uh, 50 cars on the truck because they're all smashed and they carry it out of the junkyard to go to be recycled. Imagine I go into a junkyard and behind the building there's a real size model of let's say a space shuttle made of all these metal pieces from the cars. The cars that were going to go to trash, instead of trashing them, the owner of that junkyard, he built a space shuttle, the shape of a space shuttle, out of all these doors and roofs and pieces of a car, a cars. And then I go to Google Maps and I start looking up how many junkyards are there in the world. And I found that there's thousands of junkyards in the world. And I tell myself, therefore, since there is a thousand junkyards, thousands of junkyards in the world, there must be another junkyard somewhere that has another space shuttle. Does that make sense? No. The reason the space shuttle is in that junkyard is because the owner made it. He had the intention to turn these junk cars into the model of a space shuttle. He made it. It was his art. It was his intention. It was his design. He wanted to do it and he did it. So just the number of junkyards is not going to tell me if there's another junkyard that has another space shuttle is because that owner designed it. The only way that you can have order in something that looks like something is because somebody designed it. It doesn't matter the numbers. But my cousin was saying, there's so many galaxies and so many stars that there must be by chance that somewhere else there's also life. Life cannot possibly come by chance. Everything we have around us cannot possibly come by chance. And you know what? All the scientists who believe that, or let's put it this way, all the scientists who say that this universe came by chance. There's a man, Ben Stein, he, made, he did a documentary about this. And he said, they speak on the media, they make videos on YouTube, that there is no God and everything comes by chance. But when you sit with them and they're just amongst us, amongst themselves, and they talk about science and you ask them scientific questions, they're like, yeah, there's a lot of problem with our theory. They themselves, the scientists who say that this, this universe came by chance, just by a process of evolution, random evolution, natural selection, you might have heard these words before. The scientists who say on TV, in the major media, that the world came by chance. They even put it in some textbooks. That this is how the life came on earth and the entire universe came by a complete chance. They themselves, they know very well that there's a lot of problems with their theory. One of them, just to give you a glimpse, because I think this is a question we come across, and it's good to address it. One of them... Um, the, the, those scientists, they were asked, Ben Stein, the one who did the documentary, he asked those scientists, he asked every scientist, if we have to imagine the concept when they made this theory, the name was Darwin, his name was Darwin, the one who made this theory. How much did Darwin know about a cell? And Ben Stein, he asked all the scientists, if we say that what Darwin knew about a cell is 
uh, Honda Civic. Then how much do we know now about the cell? One scientist says, well, if what Darwin knew about a cell is a Honda Civic, then what we know now about a cell is the entire universe. They say Darwin could not even have imagined what is inside a cell. A cell, I'm doing this, but in reality my fingers can't come close enough to show the size of a cell. Cells are too tiny. But inside the cell, modern day scientists are saying that inside a cell is a nanofactory. The way everything is organized in the universe as we see it, well organized and everything works well, the same thing inside a cell. There's hundreds and hundreds of mechanisms going on inside a cell. When you open the hood of your car and you look at the engine, it looks complicated. There's a bunch of stuff there, but it's pretty big. Every single cell in your body, tiny cell, has even more complex things going on inside. And they explained to us that originally, Darwin, he imagined that inside the cell, everything works kind of like it works outside. Like when we see things working here, we see how things work. We see the weather, we see the planets, we see how systems work, we see how life works, we see how babies are born, we see, we see these things. The same way that things work here, it's probably the same thing inside a cell. Cells work because the same, same old, same old. No. Scientists nowadays say the world inside a cell is not the same old, same old. It's way beyond anything they could have imagined. There's no way it can come by chance. And actually, this matches what Allah tells us. The scholars say, if you were to say that the knowledge of Allah is the entire ocean, how much of that do we have? Compared to the knowledge that Allah has of how things work, the knowledge of how our body works, the knowledge of how our cells inside the body communicate to each other and work, so that you can grow, so that your eyes can see, so that when you get, when you get a wound, one of the high school had, a, had blood, you put a bandage, and in a couple of days it's going to be gone, right? Three days it's going to be gone, right? What these things, these mechanisms that make your body function, the knowledge of that, if Allah's knowledge of all of that is the entire ocean, how much do we have? Scholars say, dip a needle in the ocean and take it out. The amount of water on the needle, that's how much knowledge we have compared to the knowledge Allah has. And we recite Ayatul Kursi a lot. And Ayatul Kursi, say, Allah says, وَلَا يُحِيطُونَ بِشَيْءٍ مِّنْ عِلْمِهِ إِلَّا بِمَا شَاءٍ Whatever you know, whatever it is you know, all these posters that you had around the, the, the gym, all this scientific knowledge, and all that the top-notch scientists know, whatever you know, it is because Allah has given you a glimpse and has given you your permi His permission to give you a glimpse of that knowledge. Subhanallah. Allah is the one who knows everything. Now, there are so many people around the world who do believe that. That the world came by chance. Brother Wadud was explaining this morning that chance or an explosion cannot possibly bring something in order. Order, order cannot come by chance. Randomness only creates chaos. But there are a lot of people who believe that this world came by chance. 
What does Allah tell us about that? Allah tells us that the revelation of Allah is actually two. The kitab of Allah is actually two. Kitabullah al-Maqru' The book of Allah that is read That's the Qur'an The Qur'an is the book of Allah that is read Kitabullah al-Manzoor The book of Allah that is looked at What is the book of Allah that is looked at? This is our religion, this is Islam This is the scholars telling us that these are the two things And they go together And you cannot separate them Kitabullah al-Manzoor The book of Allah that is looked at is nature the world around us so to, to have faith and to understand where we came from how we're here who is Allah what's going to happen to us all these religious questions you need both of them hand in hand that's why for Muslims throughout history science always went or sorry science always went hand in hand with religion religion was never against science and science never figured out things that were against what religion says there's no way that the two books of Allah would contradict each other. There's no way. The Qur'an, whatever the Qur'an says, it can't contradict what we know of, the, of nature, of science. It's not possible. Because these are both coming from Allah. So all it takes to know for sure that Allah is the one who created is to never separate those two. If you do science without Allah, without the guidance of Allah, you're going to come to weird conclusions. And then you're going to be just like those scientists. They say we came by chance, but eh, there's a lot of problems with our theory. If you don't do science with Allah, then you're going to find wrong conclusions. And the same way, if you decide that you're going to follow a religion without thinking about the world around you, same thing. They go hand in hand. The Qur'an and science... Religion and thinking about the world, thinking about nature, go hand in hand. So, to be able to come to those conclusions, come to that conclusion that Allah is the one who designed the whole world. That Allah is there. That Allah is always going to be there for you. Allah gives us many examples in the Qur'an. One of them is Ibrahim salam. There's a whole half page where Ibrahim is thinking about the world around him. Thinking about the world around him. Thinking about the world around him. And thinking, who is my Lord? Where, how, did I, how did I get here? Who took care of me? Who's taking care of me? Who's making this whole thing work? And then he comes to the conclusion that no, there's only one God, Allah, the Creator, the one who gave me life and the one who's going to give me life again after I die, the one who gave me food and gave me drink, the one who created me and then when I get sick, he's the one who gives me the cure. He is the one Allah. He is the one that I worship. But notice that even in the Qur'an, Allah tells us, Ibrahim, it was a thought process. There's a whole half page of him thinking, thinking about the universe, thinking about nature around him. And you'll see some people dedicate their whole life for scientific research. 
You know how much it takes to study something and get to the core. And sometimes you'll have a scientist study one particular thing for decades before they actually find the conclusion, before they finally get to the, to the gem, to the value. Like, wow, this is how it works. My little brother is in that state. He spent already, I think, three years trying to study. And every time I, I talk to him, he says, it's not, it's not working. I'm not getting the results. I'm not getting the results. Every time. I'm not getting the results. He started, he started thinking, I just give up. I'm never going to find what I'm looking for. Because finding what you're looking for, finding the conclusions that you're looking for takes time. Scientists know this. Ibrahim, Allah shows us Ibrahim, it took him time. It took him time to think. So we have to take our time to reflect. Reflect and do science. Reflect with the guidance of Allah. Research how the world works around you. And if you do that with patience, and if you do that with Allah, Allah will give you an amazing gift that all scientists in the world are wishing for. That is that you will reach the treasures. You will be amazed about what you have found out. You will be from ulil albab, the people who have found the truth who have found the core, who have common sense. It's also translated as people of common sense. When they see something, they analyze it, they come to the right conclusion. May Allah make us from ulil albab. The ones who do research, scientific research, for Him, for His sake. And that as a result, He gives us the, the, the greatest joy of finding out the truth. Ameen. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'een. ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا 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 هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة وأقم الصلاة